Hello and welcome to Inkspire from Tharston, the podcast that talks about all the different ways that you can help your print business to lead the way. In each episode, we'll cover a range of topics such as the latest and greatest technologies for printers, industry trends, and knowledge that could help your business run faster and smarter. So, here we go. Thank you for joining us today. Um, uh, this, this, uh, in this particular podcast, really excited because we're going to be talking about could this strategy be the way to transform your sales and marketing? So uh, my name's Ross Edwards. I'm one of the customer enrollment uh, managers here at Tharson. I'm pleased to be uh, the, the host of the Inkspire podcast. Uh, joining with me today as well, I've got um, Gunvinder, who's head of marketing from Baker Good Child. Hi, Gunvinder. Hi, Ross. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Gunvinder? Yeah, sure. Um, um, yeah, so I'm at, um, I work for a company called Baker Good Child. Um, been here for a year. Uh, Baker Goodchild are a, a, a mailing house. We look after, um, you know, support businesses in terms of sending out their promotional or business uh, mailings. Uh, we provide a print uh, fulfilment and a postage service um, in the UK. Cool. Thank you very much. And I'm also joined here today by uh, Amanda Newman, who's Farston's uh, head of marketing. Morning, Amanda. Morning, Ross. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, yeah, I head up the marketing team here at Tharston. There's, there's five of us. Things have changed a lot in um, the past few years. It started off with just me. Um, but um, with the changes that there have been in the world of marketing these days, we've, we've brought a lot of um, services in-house that we might have normally gone to agencies for and developed um, our own in-house sort of agency, if you will, um, So, which is uh, great fun and we get to do lots of and interesting things now definitely definitely and actually i think that's kind of one of the reasons why we thought this would be a um a, a great topic to talk about because um i don't know if you found yourself as well done but uh marketing and that the whole approach to marketing certainly has changed over the past few years and, and the journey that we've gone on uh, uh through how how we've um really transformed the way that we approach our marketing strategy and has had great results for us as well. And we thought it'd be a great idea to, to share that experience and talk to, to, to other people to see if that's something they found as well and, and what, what, what they're finding working for them to, to share with the community. So um, I think one of the, the, the key things that we, we've really discovered or Amanda's educated us about um, perhaps is, is um, how, how much con- content is tinged. Uh, and that's one of the driving forces behind marketing now, not necessarily uh, just sending out a, we sell this, would you like to buy, but taking a whole different approach in that. So, um, yeah, man, what, 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 how, how would you describe what, what, the, the, the way marketing is now? Well, yeah, I think content is uh, obviously the, the big one. I think everybody's heard that phrase. I think the content is king. As you say, um, in the past, there was a lot of um, manipulation of the website using the right keywords. I bet you remember the times when you'd just see multiple keywords repeated over and over and over on a homepage. Yeah, the search engine optimization. Exactly, yeah. and it's all about backlinks, and you would have an SEO specialist, and, mm. and that's very much changing. We, we employed an SEO specialist here, but... Um, his role, by his own admission, has completely changed. It isn't now about trying to trick Google, if yeah. you will, because Google is untrickable. It, it, it's yeah. all about creating really good quality, relevant content. Mm. And then that's all you can do. You know, mm. the, the, you, yes, the keywords are important to some extent, yeah. but not in the way that they were before. Yeah. So that's changed everything. I mean, it's, it's changed. If you think about the PR world, the PR industry, the difference there, um, it's completely changed the industry, hasn't mm. it? Um, it's not yeah. about sending out a press, press release and um, seeing who will pick it up. Everybody's creating content now. You're now competing against all the other companies out there. It isn't just um, about media publications and, and news sites. Everybody is producing the content. We're all competing against Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's probably the all the new mediums that have become so easily available to us through technology, mm-hmm. like social media, you can be your own broadcaster now. You can have, yeah. you know, we've got this podcast, you can have your own channel, you can yeah. have your own YouTube channel. 
there's so many different ways of communicating with people now. I think it, it, it and, and it's by pushing out that content and sharing with people, uh, that's that's helping people, and that's people then come and find you rather than the other way around. That's I think. It, yeah. Um, Linda, you, you, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this because from two angles, really, because one, you, you you're a a direct mail marketing uh, provider yourself, so I, I imagine you, you've probably seen some changes over the over the years, and also in in how you go about the promoting Baker Good Child as well, and how, how your marketing strategy has that changed much over the over the, the, the past few years? Uh, yeah, no, um, you know, echo what Amanda just said there as well. You know, there has been a a, a lot of change in the industry. I've been in marketing for like just over. Just nearly about two decades now, so a long time, and I've seen how you know communication marketing has changed. You know, there, like you said, Dan Ross, as well, there is a lot more mediums now available to communicate, and customers are that much more savvier, really, to get online and to really research about a business before they make those choices, um, as well. And it is key for even a business like ourselves, um, Bake a Good Child, to make sure that we are you know, communicating, but really educating um, and trying to build a trust in that community out there that we're needing to, 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 to tell, tell them the best practice in, in doing direct mail and how to integrate that, you know, with, you know, channels that we're aware that our customers are using, like social media as well. Um, so we, we've had to, you know, although we do obviously focus on direct mail and provide a service, uh, to to a lot of businesses in the UK, yeah. you know, but we are much aware that you know there is the social media, there is um, obviously Google, um, and we need to make sure we connect um, with those uh, communication um, channels as well. And and this is where the education internally has come from. We've you know been on our journey ourselves to understand you know what what we could do ourselves as a brand to really develop the awareness for, um, you know, direct mail as a whole. And we use um, social media um, and, you know, in a way to really educate the market out there. So, yeah, so it's, it's definitely been a, a journey for ourselves as well. But we're seeing, you know, it is, it is the norm now pretty much. You know, you, you, you need to be a brand that does really understand all channels and we have that ability to really integrate your campaigns uh, you know, using the various sort of um, options. Yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right there. And it's about all the different mediums, like I say, the different technology. So for us, we use HubSpot, we use uh, our Wistia, yeah, and our MIS, and then we, we, we use the um, podcast, social media, yeah, them Zoom. doing webinars and, and, and things like that, and, and, and all that tying in with with our email marketing and, uh, and, and you know some of the more the, the, old, the traditional style of things so we, we still send out a newsletter and still do some printed uh, mailing as well but still do exhibitions yeah yeah, yeah. which we'll, we'll always know but it's kind of tying them all in together yes, yeah absolutely. yeah um so yes making it work yes no absolutely um i think it's always good to kind of get a good insight into obviously the target audience as well and you know um it, uh, kind of understanding and taking that time to understand you know how, how do you reach that audience you know out there you know what are they using as a yes. as a data basis to to find information um and and this is where you know the kind of strategy comes into place really when we look at you know, in developing our businesses, really the, the tactics you deploy are, you know, you use um, the means where you, you, you find where those customers or all those prospects are hanging out. Um, yes. And you, and you do the communication that way. Yeah, so, so it's kind of seeing where your customers are and, and so that you know them where to, to distribute that content and yeah, how, how to reach them. And that, and that that leads on to an interesting point, really. Actually, so um, where 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 do we start? So you, you talked there about finding about you where where your customers are. Um, what, what what did you do, Gimbinda, to, to to do that? How did you find out about uh, which customers to talk to and um, how to go about doing that? 
have, have you got any thought um, ideas there that you can share with us? Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's always a good, good way to start is looking at existing customers, you know, really, mm-hmm. totally. there's a lot of information we have already, you know, the fingertips, if you, you know, we use CRM systems that provide you with a lot of data uh, in terms of products we sold, you know, profitable business that we've done in the past, um, customers that we've been working for for years, ones that, you know, haven't been so long um, and the ones we lost as well. So you can really, you know, look at that sort of mix um, and work out the sweet spot almost, you know, the type of customer that you're really looking for. I think that's always key to do that. And, you know, the, 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 the part that marketing really needs to drive and influence a business is to, to make sure the business is very close to its customers. So, you know, setting up a customer meeting, going along and being, uh, you know, having a non-sales approach almost yeah. to just have a conversation and understand their world and um, work out what they are facing in terms of their challenges um, and, and what they require. Gives you a very good insight to build up that customer profile that you're looking to target because, you know, chances are that, you know, their competitors will be doing the same and their competitors could provide you with business as well. And there's companies out there that are that fit into the similar vertical that you might be targeting so it, it does really deliver that and and really from that we, we we need to sit back and really look at the the areas where we can provide value um and this is where really the, the whole statement comes doesn't it the why factor you know why do you exist yeah you know as a whole mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm glad you brought that up actually from then because um i think if you, if you listen to a couple of our other podcasts, actually, we, we, we talk about the importance of why and some of the some webinar things that we've done as well. Um, that's that's something that um, myself and, and Amanda, uh, you've read at a different stage and our, our CEO, Keith, has read. And we actually all identify, we'd all read this and um, and the importance of, of, of finding your why. So even even before you profile your customers which we'll come back to that in a moment i think is um is is understanding what your why is um because that helps to then well it helps in so many ways doesn't it amanda what do you think it really does yeah um it's not just external with your customers it's internally as well it's really important to for a company to work out what their purpose is. Why are the people in that company coming to work every day? What is the mission that they are trying to collectively achieve? And once you've worked that out and everybody's on board, you're all working towards the same mission, the same goal, then that helps you target the right customers, the ones who will buy into your why, Mm. the ones who believe what you believe, the ones who want to achieve what you want to achieve. So... I would actually start, perhaps that should have even been the, the first point here. You yeah. start with, with why, yeah. as, as, the, as the book says, start with why. Um, you start with that first of all, have um, a bit of a, a session with yeah. your leadership team or with a, a select few people from each department of the, the, the company and work out what that mission is, what that, that core purpose is to your company. Absolutely. Yeah. And then make sure that you apply it to your marketing so that you attract the customers who buy into your mission. Obviously, you have to combine that with um, the most profitable customers. Obviously, you don't want to attract the people that aren't going to make you any profit. So it has to be a bit of a, a combination between um, the, those two things, doesn't it? The sweet spot yeah. in the middle between yeah. the, the customers who believe what you believe and the ones that are going to make you the most money. Yeah, I, 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 I really resonate with that because I think, um, it, so the book we're referring to, by the way, is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. If you've not read it, have a read of it. It's, it's a great um, a great perspective on, 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 on business and sales and strategy and, and, and how so many businesses manage to differentiate themselves, like Apple and, and all the, these big brands. Um, and, and I think by knowing your why, that helps you to actually understand, like you said, what what content, what messages do we want to to, 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 to put out there? Because they need to be in alignment. And in in, in the in the book, um, he talks about the celery test. Mm-hmm. And so the celery test is, in a very brief nutshell, it is if my why is that I am a, a I am a healthy, uh, um, active uh, person, really really concerned with well being. 
um, then if I go to the supermarket and in my, you know, everyone says to in my basket, basically, you would expect to see things that, that are congruent with that. So, you know, hence celery rather than uh, M&Ms and uh, Mars bars and chocolate and things like that. You would expect to see uh, things that are like celery and maybe um, whole um, nuts and Pulses yeah, and, 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 and healthy things and yeah. people use companies and buy from companies that sort of make up their shopping basket. If yes, will, yeah, that reflect who yeah. they are. That, exactly. Often, often that. you buy something from a company because it says something about you rather than what actually yeah. you're buying. It's how you identify with somebody, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's, it's it's like when you see someone else with an Apple computer, you might even give them a little nod because it's like oh i've got an apple computer and and, and you feel like you, you you belong you're part of the same community and it's because like you say it's all congruent with this is what i believe these are my beliefs that company has similar beliefs and so it, it's, it's it's tying them all together so i think that is is is, is really important and, and also it helps your team as well to um be more uh proactive and 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 know what message and how what the message is and then also how to make decisions mm -hmm. that are in line with that message as well and, and, and when when they really understand your why and and, and the why isn't just about we want to be more profitable that's that's a result of of of, being, of, of your why and your actions and, and it's it's about what is your core belief how do you think you're going to help people what is it you want to do yeah so i know yeah um uh, yeah, no, just kind of add to that, the, the, that's exactly what it is. And I think, you know, the, the, the other part of it is to really have that vision in the why as well. You know, um, it, it could be very kind of short-sighted in looking at just today, why you exist as a brand, as a business today as well. But reality-wise, you know, if, if you look three years or, or to five years from now, is that why still meaningful? You know, where, yeah. where do you want be then what does that business look like tomorrow and really when you start evaluating uh, uh your you know the business as a whole looking at the future you're, you're setting yourself goals where you want to be and that could be adding to your product range it could be you know um you know innovating a product um or, or targeting new verticals and, and, and the existing kind of changes is really you know the useful part is to definitely understand the why but I yeah think there's a more that needs to be done in terms of looking at you know where where you you're going on a journey yourself as well as a, as a business yeah. as a whole company and as people working for it um and that really needs to be defined and really from that you can kind of reverse engineer back to say from 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 today what are those things that we need to do today to get to there tomorrow um and then you know the values and, and the definitions then then come about from from that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. It's kind of like um, just keep, keeping in, in in tune with your why and, and what's going on in the in the marketplace and, and and the world around you as well, and, and seeing how that still aligns with it. I think I, I get what you're saying there, John Linda. And so so then you, when you've got your why, we talked about profiling your customers and uh, you know one 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 way we did that was by actually the analysis of our customers wasn't it and, and actually using um our mis <laughs> to to um to to identify what what our what a good customer looked like to us and not just from profitability that that was one thing but but also in terms of relationship partnerships everything mm -hmm. else and then we did some analysis with um uh bcg matrix yeah. so so uh yeah, so that was about sex mm -hmm. wasn't it yeah, yeah. so th this was so i'm referring to um how our customers would use it rather than what we yeah. did but um yeah one of the um the the bi tools um, that we created to demonstrate this uh, was the bcg matrix applied to the customer base of a printing company yeah. um, and that what the result showed was um, you know four different types of companies 
Um, it's your, your dogs, your stars, your question marks, and your cash cows, isn't yes. it? So, yeah. so your cash cows would um, um, show the ones that you wanted to target because yeah. they're the most profitable. Yeah. Um, and it is if, if you, you would have to record the sector by the company, mm-hmm. and then you would have to use that to analyze the, um, the, the, the order costs, yeah. the job costs, and the prototypes, and, yeah. and then map it out on this BCD matrix. Yeah. It's a great way of showing you the customers that you really want to be avoiding that actually aren't making you any money at all. Mm. Um, and also the sectors and products that are making you the most money, yeah. and therefore you should you know, focus your efforts yeah. on there. And then hopefully then, 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 then they can dovetail together with your why yes. and what your values are. Yeah. And then all of this helps to drive what your content needs to be yes. and, and, how, and, and, how, and then identifying how you reach them as well. Cool. So you mentioned there, um, uh, Gunvinder, about reverse engineering and, and kind of working to the future. Um, is that something that, that you've gone through as a, as a process then? Yeah, so, um, you know, it's been a key part of our development. Um, it's to kind of really um, help us to, to see where, you know, where we are today, but, you know, yeah. effectively where... We want to be tomorrow, and 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 the investment that's required there, um, and and that make a good job. We, we you know we, we set us um, um, started the whole project last last year last summer, where we started to look at really you know um, three years from now, uh, you know we call it Horizon Two. So Horizon Two being three years from now, what what does that look like for, for yeah. our business? You know, what is our customers. Um, uh, going to be doing then um, the sort of products we need uh, as a business that that needs to be you know maybe developed further or, or you know maybe add to to the portfolio as a whole um, and and then kind of working back the the whole idea is to make sure the whole company is aligned to that to that goal in three years time from yeah. now and ensure each initiative that we um, that we put together for, for each company functions, um, whether it's in operations or finance or sales and marketing, um, it was all aligned and it all made sense that you know we, we were all working together, collaborating towards a common goal in that horizon two, three years, three years from now. Um, and all the way, you know, starting from today, which we call horizon one. So our first, you know, year one for us is, is known as horizon one. Where we're looking at, you know, um, tasks and these projects that we're working on today that all connect to that to those Horizon Two uh, initiatives um, to to reach our goal. Um, it's, it's key for us to do that, and it's really helped us to really understand, you know, the marketplace and what we've just spoken about the sort of customers that we would like to target um, as well. We use something, you know, very similar in terms of looking at the cash cows. We use uh, a, a kind of care designation where you know um, you have keep so customers that are pretty much baseline business for us that we want to keep um, and make sure that you know we're, we're service them and giving them the best we can. Um, yeah. Then you, you have attain as a value. This and attain are the the customers that you know the cash cows really the sort of profile customers we really want to go after. Um, today and, and, and tomorrow and really kind of work out, you know, how do we get there? And what, what does their word look like and what do we need to provide as a business? Um, and then we look at the, the third designation, which is regain. So regain is customers that we've had in the past and we want to, you know, get back. So it, it's looking at those profiles and, and making sure, you know, looking at the CRM again, you know, going back to technology and information we already have lapsed um, clients and working out you know what 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 you know how come we we haven't done business with um this business for, for a while or that company um and then trying to go back and and see what we can do to to regain that business opportunity and then looking at expand so you know and a, a massive part of efforts and, and and budgets go to new business development um as we know but you know we can look at also existing customer bases and look at where those customers within that um you know that's the database where 
we can actually grow business. So how can we upsell or provide more value to those customers that we already have? And that's the expand. So the care kind of designation helps us to kind of govern our approach to analyzing customers. And again, it all kind of works along the same plan in terms of our horizon, horizon one and horizon two, um, where everyone's pretty much, you know, in, 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 in sync now in terms of sales and marketing and then the other the functions of um, the company as well. Yeah, it's, um, you mentioned something really interesting there, actually, about collaboration as part of that, um, that whole strategy. Um, and I think that's a, a real key point, isn't it? I was just thinking there as we're talking, actually, that the, the, the start with your why and that internal communication, that is actually, it's almost internal marketing, isn't it? To, to then help your business externally market. And I think that's something that, that I've noticed uh, has been a big transformation change in Tharston. Um, but, I mean, Amanda, mm -hmm. collaboration for us as well. It, it, you, you've brought about some great ways as well, haven't you, in, in terms of working together. It, for, for, you know, traditionally, it's always been, that's the marketing team, mm -hmm. the creator lead, mm -hmm. and then pass it over to the sales team, and that, that's almost like job done of marketing. It's over to you guys now. Mm, absolutely, but, yeah. That, that's when I first started similar to you Gunvinder about 22 years ago I think it was and and it was um you would um write sales letters you know you would comp yeah. compose yeah. the best sales letter possible and you would post all that out or you would attend exhibitions um you would get the lead and you would hand it over to the sales team mm. and that was your job done you know move yeah. on to the next sales letter and I think at, at some point um I saw diagrams of the sales and marketing funnel and it showed like the handover point um it, it was at sort of 10 percent down the whole buyer journey 10 percent marketing handed over to sales and i saw that change to show like marketing handed over to sales about sort of 70 70 80 way through but that's actual it, it's it's rubbish it, it's not sales and marketing are completely intertwined now mm. if you've got a marketing team who are creating content that meets customers challenges without collaborating with the sales team and it's probably not going to address the customer's challenges mm. because the marketing team tends to stay in the office sat at the desk in front of the computer the sales team tend to be out there speaking or meeting those customers and they know mm. what those challenges are so when you know now the way we work um the sales and marketing team at Thorsten, um it's we're in it together right from the beginning yeah. aren't we you will come to me and say amanda i've just spoke to this customer and um, the third person to have mentioned this sort of challenge, what can we do about it? Yeah. And we work together. We um, put a blog article together. I might yeah. interview you and, and then write it up, or you might, you know, write it up. Um, we put it on the website and we make it look pretty. And then we hand the link to you guys mm. and say, right, post this on LinkedIn, get it on Twitter. Let's get some stuff printed out. You can take the white paper with you, take it to the exhibition. Um, even when we, we, we secure the customer, um, marketing get involved right away. What can we do to say thank you? Yeah. When we have an MIS implementation go, go live, the sales team and the uh, implementation team say, hey, marketing, send them some cakes to say well done, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's, too, it's back and forth, to and fro, all through the customer life cycle. Yeah, it's a, I think that... that, that it's, I don't think it's a phrase you coined, but the, the phrase is, is marketed, isn't it? No, I, I can't take credit for that at all. No. <laughs> it's a great, a great, great uh, phrase. Though. And I found that it, it, it really, really helps um, because when, as a salesperson, um, you know what's going on with your pipeline and you know what challenges you're facing. And, and, and that, can, that can change throughout the year at different times, different things. And, and just to be able to then get help and, and talk to the marketing team about that and say, okay, this is a particular challenge we're coming across at the moment. People are finding it, for example, implementation, uh, one of the biggest challenges will often be for people is where am I going to find the time? How am I going to do that? So through that engagement, that conversation, we've been able to build content to help people with how, how 
the, how to manage the implementation, how to get the most out of it, mm-hmm. and how to uh, to to to, to um, break it down and and, and and how we go about it to to, to educate people on the process and, and make them realize that actually it seems like a really daunting task implementing a, a system mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not just talking about MAS I'm talking about any project uh, but mm-hmm. implementing a system is a big task but when you break it down and you approach it in the right way it, it's it's not and, and probably Linda, you you having recently implemented a, a system as well might be able to, to comment whether you found that the case or not um, but yes. it's just been able to engage in that way and, and, and actually that then trickles down into our implementation team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we get them involved in, in helping us build that content. Mm-hmm. We do. And, and the end result of that is that it actually then helps us to actually look at our approach to implementation. What can we do to make take that pain away from that customer? Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. just about marketing content it's about how you you use that that and, and adapt your business to help your customers to fit in with your why and actually it's a yeah. really great example of that that i'm just working on at the moment it's um you know a couple of weeks away from being released so this is hot off the press mm. breaking news and mm-hmm. um, yeah. so so we've done a couple of things blog articles mm. and webinars about um, having a smooth mis implementation yeah. taking away some of the, the worry and the pain and the stress um, and I've actually ended up taking that and working with the, um, our implementation team. Um, we've, so everybody's got involved implementation team, sales team, marketing team, everybody. And we've, uh, we're creating this workbook. So it's, it's, first of all, it's like this comprehensive white paper ebook mm. type document mm-hmm. that has all this advice um, and tips and tricks and hacks for a smooth MAS implementation. But we've added lots of resources as well. So we've called it a workbook because A, it will be printed and B, you can write on it. You can have, there'll be, there'll be little um, to-do list places. There's um, um, strategies to help you plan mm-hmm. out the implementation phases and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. so, so that's a real collaborative approach and it will help our existing customers who are going through implementation. Yeah. It will help attract new prospects. Um, and also it, it's a good branding exercise mm. because we're going to give it away to anybody who wants one, even if you've gone with a different MIS provider. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so the whole involved in that. And that's brilliant, Alice, to see that as well, Amanda. I think, you know, the, the great thing there is what you're doing is building trust as well within space and, and in new, new prospects. They're looking into Parsons are looking at a nice opportunity there for them. They 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 will download that. They will understand there's a there's a vast amount of knowledge there and best case you know uh, scenarios and, and 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 those things really do build up trust. And that's that's part of the challenge, isn't it, with a brand as well to develop that trust out there. And I think this is why the collaboration, you know, going back to sales and marketing working together is is absolutely key um, to make sure we understand you know, how we can help um, customers, make it easier for them to, to understand what's required. Um, and I think this, the challenge we've had in Baker Good Child also is, is to kind of break away from um, just being a mailing house as such as well, you know, with a wealth of knowledge that we've had for years in doing what we do in terms of providing, you know, print management, um, the fulfillment and posting side of things. You know, we need to really educate, educate the market out there. And, you know, and that's putting on all resources. So, you know, one of my tasks has been to talk to the guys, the sales, the, the accounts teams, the, you know, people in ops and production to just kind of look at, you know, what they experience, mm. what, you know, um, feedback is almost in terms of what we're doing, the, the, the positives and the negatives as such. Yeah. And really up that into marketing campaigns to really help us go out there much more confidently and, you know, really resonate to where you use us as well, which is so key with 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 the target audience or and existing customers. I think it's it's great value, and and you need to do that. You need to really have that loop in in you know system in 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 a, in a company where you are always kind of um, tracking back from new business to existing business, but having a feedback that goes through you know all departments, and they you know you can really take from that. Um, Case study is another good example where, you know, that's really another content that we've been really focused on to develop. Again, working with a lot of 
good accounts um, throughout the years. We have some really good relationships and that needs to be spoken about. You, we know, as, as a brand, we need to highlight to, 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 to the audience out there that, um, you know, what is possible um, and, and, you know, build that trust as well and confidence um, when we go out in terms of communicating our brand and services uh, out there. Gumbinder, I have a question for you. Um, okay. yes. What what sort of things have you? Um, so, what challenges does do your content address? What what sort of things do your customers want educating about? That's a good question, Amanda. Um, you know, the, the the challenge we face is always trying to kind of join the dots in integrating print um, to to the kind of uh, campaigns that use digital content as well so you know the the value of print itself is massive we know that um and there's various organizations out there that will will tell you that as well um statistically the 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 problem though the fact i guess it's not a problem the challenge we face is to um help businesses to understand the value of print in terms of return on investment so we're very much good in understanding you know how print can really provide that extra you know return on return on investment that benefits so a lot of the content is driven around there and also integrating it into um, a, a, a broader communication mix as well so when you are sending out a direct mail piece as such let's say let's link it to a landing page um, where you can very easily nowadays collect the analytical data uh, on, on people um, you know uh, responding to a, a piece of mail itself as well. So it's the education how to do that and what's possible today um, using technology um, to, to create value um, for, for our customers. This is the sort of content we're really, you know, developing uh, at the moment. And, you know, like yourselves, we're, we're very much looking to do a podcasts as well, um, really help educate again and, and talk about success stories um, you know, innovations in, in the industry as, as, as well, um, uh, which, which I think it's key to do. Yeah, and yeah that's amazing. Look forward to hearing your podcast as well, Gunbinder. Definitely. You have to let us know when they're, when they're live and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely look forward to listening to them. I think, actually, you know what, what, one of the things I'm taking away from this is, is um, as, as we talk through it, is it, it's about utilising your expertise, your in-house expertise. So in your business, you have got so many experts in different areas, but using that to, to benefit your customers. I think that's what we're really talking about, isn't it? It's, it's that, that content, uh, it, it comes from internally and, and that collaboration internally. And then the benefit is that that then helps your customers and, and helps you to, to, to establish that trust as well. I know one thing, perhaps in the past, but perhaps might have always stopped this sort of thing happening was worrying about giving away trade secrets. Yeah, very true. You know, it's like well, this is this is something we we don't want to share with with other people that we do this because our competition might do that. Mm. But actually, it's it's. It, I think you've got to drop that barrier, haven't you? And yeah. and. and you might as well get out there and tell people about doing it. And if your competition follow, so be it. Mm. You know, they're not going to be able to copy your sincerity or your... your, your, your. They can't copy your overall approach, yes. can they? So they might be able to yeah. copy one thing that you've just yeah. done. They might be able to um, write a similar blog article or also do a webinar on that topic. Yeah. So you, you've got to stop worrying about yeah. what the competition are doing and focus on your overall because you mm. cannot copy that yeah no, no. yeah very true amanda no, absolutely I, you know i resonate that as well and, and you know it, it is key to be unique and you've got to pioneer so you've got to step out there and really you know t t take that uh lead out there and educate and not not fear what the competitions do do if anything you know you you'll you'll, you'll have your own flavor which yeah. will, will will like and understand and 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 you know um will differentiate you um uh, as, as a whole but it is key though because it's all about relationship building and I think the whole you know movement when we talk about how sales and marketing used to happen I guess and you know what's important now it, the, the, the important part is the relationship with customers that you have 
you know, you, you, you know, you've got, you should have a strong enough relationship there. Um, and, you know, actively you're maintaining that relationship there, yeah. that, that you shouldn't be scared that you're going to lose that business. What you should be looking at is to how can we provide more value to that customer as well? And then really go out there and just, you know, keep pushing with your ideas and, and, and keep pressing forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's interesting we talked there about uh, relationships as well. It's like, so we talked about the importance of, of analysing your customers and getting that, um, that quantitative analysis, but it's also that qualitative thing as well, isn't it? and that, that relationship, it, it, what that really translates to is experience, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and, and customer experience. Yeah, like, that's yeah. creating that, that positive experience. And um, I mean, I know that's, again, that's a, a, a journey we've gone down and continue to go down is we, we've created our own internal customer experience committee mm-hmm. where we, we spent 12 months or so mapping what we believe the customer experience journey is. It took us a little bit long because we, we, we kept on getting distracted and trying to fix things along the way rather than actually mapping it out. But through mapping that journey out, we then can, can go, right, now what do we need to do to, to improve it even more? And, and you know, how can we, we, we fill gaps? So one of the things we found was that that, that time period between somebody placing an order and the actual implementation starting there's a lot of things that have to go in in the background to get that all in place but everyone's really excited and, and wants to get going so we we started putting things in place there to to, to give people things to do to have regular communication uh, you know be able to access knowledge base and articles and start preparing uh, and, and kind of film the welcome visit so yeah, yeah. we started mm-hmm. inviting all new customers up to visit us and we got a tour of the building and the departments and uh, yeah. presentation from our md about our culture and mission and why and yeah. went out for lunch and and that sort of thing so you know the the extras that really make a difference in terms of customer experience they might not be necessary yeah. but they really make a difference for the relationship really, and yeah so yeah. I, I think you're absolutely spot on there uh, Linda, about it's not just about data analysis it's, it's about relationship and, and, and trust it's massive and i think it, you know your, your customers should be able to refer you you know should be your marketing doing your marketing for you all mics as well. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's all those things we've been talking about. It's massive. Like Amanda, you said, you know, sending cakes for, you know, once an in my assessment store, that's massive. That is, you know, that's that little bit there goes a long way. As they say, you know, it's the care thing and showing that empathy. And, and, and I think, you know, for us working with yourselves as well, you know, we, we've obviously, um, you know, we're, we're in the process of, um, in, in installing obviously the MIS system, Darstons, and our experience has been, been brilliant you know i'm not just saying this because we're on the podcast but genuinely you can can obviously you know my um account details um but we've we've generally had a really good experience it's been very smooth you know clear um and and communicated you know regularly in terms of what's required from our part to make this happen and you know so we're very close now to, to getting that project finished and you know for us you know, if somebody were to come to myself and say, can you recommend me a, 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 a MIS system? You know, first thing that comes to my mind is, yeah, go and talk to the guys at Fastlands. They, they've done a brilliant job. So, you know, that's, that's the sort of customer experience you want to make sure you're, you, you're delivering. And it's so key that marketing really drives, you know, that um, insight as well and make sure the whole business understands the value of really working with um, customers on a, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even tell that you were reading out from that script. We sent you <laughs> <laughs> I've just added an extra zero on it. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what, sincerely, thank you very much. It's really nice of you to say that. Um, and it's great to hear. Um, we're, we're trying to, I think that's one of the things we've just recently signed up to FIFA, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Which is, is, is the thing of, of telling people what you're about and what you do and that you are what you say you are. Yeah, it's like it's a, an so, alternative to trust pilots, isn't it? So there's yeah. a widget on the website and people can see um, what the customers are rating our software and the mm-hmm. overall customer experience. And we, we chose FIFO because, um, it, you know, it, on Trustpilot, you can just, um, anybody can leave a review even if they've never bought anything from you. So you right. can imagine that that gets manipulated <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but on FIFO, um, 
you have to um, give FIFO the name of your customers and their email address with the business domain. And then they sort it all out. So we can't actually get involved. Yeah. And obviously if we send like all the staff names, they'll go, oh, I know. Yeah. They are customers. Yeah. Uh, something bad be going on here. So you know that it's, um, you know, it's verified and it's, um, it's independent. So yeah, yeah, we chose those to go with. But, but reviews are so very important now as well, aren't they? Yeah. People yeah. really, really trust yeah. reviews. Um, mm. I actually just yeah. made a couple of notes of stats here because I think it's, I think we all know that, but I, but the extent to which people trust reviews is, is quite amazing. It uh, is, isn't think, it? Is this, yeah, yeah. This, this one here, 90% of consumers will read online reviews before buying from a business. 90%. I didn't realise it was wow. that much. No. Yeah, that's, so if, you, that's if you haven't, if you're not putting the effort into um, making sure that you're online, you have online reviews and that they are good, then 90% of people, uh, you're going to lose them, aren't you, yeah. before they've even got in touch with you. So that, that's another key thing that I think printers have to do more of. We, we, ha we have to look at um, these review sites and these rating sites more than we are doing yeah. in the comments in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's massive, isn't it? It's, in, it's all industries, isn't it? It's, nowadays, it's going back right to the top of this um, podcast. We're talking about, you know, customers have got the power, really. You know, they've got, um, you know, the information at a touch of a touch of their, you know, a, a button in terms of just going online and reading reviews. In, in you know, if you're going on holiday to obviously working with businesses for special projects and services. And so forth as well. And I think it's a massive part of what Baker Bouchard are doing as well. We're looking at, um, you know, monthly surveys where we're, you know, new businesses that have started up working with ourselves, where we're, you know, looking to get feedback from them and understand yeah. how was their first experience, you know, in getting involved with us as, as a company and their first order being processed and, and so forth. And all of this is, you know, really helps to build up. Uh, a, a good sort of map in terms of you know what we need to improve on ourselves for the experience um, and, and 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 obviously things that we're good at we need to make sure we we still sustain that level of um, service as well. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we, we you know we we we're all, we can all be good at what we do and deliver great service, but there's always ways to improve. It's always good to get that feedback to know where to improve and. and and not just wait for that feedback, but to proactively go and search for it. And, and it's interesting, you know, when you're saying, Amanda, about that, the, the FIFO um, uh, and, and that importance of, of reviews and stuff. Uh, the other thing I've found as well from an experience, I, I, when, I've, when I've been engaged with, with new customers, prospective new customers, sometimes they've done so much research, not just about Farston uh, or, and, 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 and what they're looking for, but actually, I've been to places where they've researched me as a person, and, and they've already looked on my LinkedIn profile and, and, and you know, Googled me and searched me to find out what my expertise is, what I can bring to the party. You know, and it really took me by surprise and a couple of times where they were, oh, yeah, you, you helped such a place, and we read that article, and... And, uh, did you manage to get that video down from YouTube at the university day? So <laughs> yeah, I'm more worried about my holiday repping days, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the university. Yeah, six months in Ibiza, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, it, 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 I mean, that is important, though, isn't it, to make sure that you, 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 what, what's out there is representative of you. But um, it, it, it's people do the research before they even come to you now. I think they make. I'm not saying you've made a decision, but before you, before you, you've, but they've got a good idea that they want to spend time to talk to you further, mm. um, and, and so mm. that is where the content is is really important, and 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 sharing your knowledge, your expertise out there, and 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 and, uh, and, and just getting it out there to the right places. Um, I think that's where yeah. been a, a massive transformation. Um, yeah, it's all there, isn't it? These days, with big things like LinkedIn and yeah. you know, with with Twitter profiles, you gotta, you know, all the marketing's gotta, in a way, we gotta police it as well. You know, if we look at it, you know, to to make sure that we are communicating the right way, yeah, um, because it does matter. It is about the brand story at the end of the day. You're delivering a value there. You don't, yeah. 
deviate or tarnish that as well. And it does, you know, stand you out. Like, you know, Mandy, you mentioned that it is competitive, isn't it? In, yeah. in the environment, everyone's trying to get the edge yeah. out there. So communication, you know, is, is very much key. And I think if we, you know, look at profiles and everything, it needs to be, you know, sensible, I guess, and de definitely reflect expertise there as well. It does, it doesn't matter. Um, coming back from working from a, um, my previous one in a, in a very much industrial, uh, uh, you know, you know, it, it was paramount that, you know, you, you did share content that was of that sort of standard as well. So for the reputation, um, understanding science, you know, and, and microbiology was, was key part of that as well. So that, that profile then becomes that much more important sometimes. Um, especially if you were invited to stand in front of hundreds and hundreds of people talking about, um, you know, life sciences and, and things that, that yeah. uh, affect human, you know, human, human um, safety. So that, that, you know, it is, it is critical we do that. Cool. Well, you know what, I, I, I think we, we could probably just talk all day. There's so many great ideas running, running around my head and thoughts and stuff, but um, maybe, maybe that's a really good point to, to bring it to a wrap. Uh, so I think just to summarize um, uh, uh, what we've talked about today then is, is importance of, of starting with your why uh, and recommend to, to read science in its book if, if that's out. Um, the importance of profiling your customers and your product types and, and how that aligns with your why and, and, and find identifying the, the good customers that you want to get more of and the, the customers that you can uh, um, maximize, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's more expensive to find new customers. So let's look at how we can um, upsell to our existing customers and, and educate our existing customers about other things um, as, as well. So it's kind of looking at both of them things. We talked about the importance of collaboration, the marketing approach of sales and, and marketing working closely together and with the rest of your team and, 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 and harnessing the expertise that you've got within your business to share that with your customers to help them with their journey and their help them solve their problems uh, and yeah and then we just talked about the, the, the importance of, of, of the openness uh, and, and, and uh, having reviews out there and, um, and letting people come and find you um, by, by communicating uh, in the right channels so um, at Gumbender Great contribution, really enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you very much for everything that you shared with us. Amanda, likewise, it's been uh, really good fun uh, to, uh, to explore this area. I think we're going to have to follow this up with a, with a, a sequel. <laughs> well, with more things to, to uh, that I think we could talk about. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening everybody. Um, I hope you found that of use today. Uh, if you've got any comments or questions, get in touch, reach out to us. Uh, and if you have any ideas for podcasts or would like to be involved in one too, then please do, uh, do, do get in touch. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.